Hi there, my name is Alex Faust, and you're listening to Conversations at the Edge. Each week, we meet with the top business thought leader to learn what they think we should be prioritizing to build better businesses, positively impact our communities, and scale up. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending what part of the world you are joining us from. My name is Alex Faust, your host of Conversations at the Edge, and today I am joined here by Eric Qualman, who, if you're not familiar with Eric, he's the number one best-selling author of five books on digital leadership and was voted the second most likable author in the world behind Harry Potter's J.K. Rowling. He's also the founder of Equalman Studios, uh, which has produced film and animation projects, for the likes of Disney, Chase, Hearts on Fire, IBM, and many other global brands. Um, so Eric, welcome to Conversations at the Edge. Welcome back. We're, we're thrilled to have you here and uh, excited to dive in and, and, and talk about digital leadership. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Always good to see you, Alex, and also to, to hear and see your community. What a great community. So thank you for having me. Yeah. So to start, um, maybe we should start at the top and, and talk about what is digital leadership and how is digital leadership different than what we've been reading, learning about over the last you know, 50 years? Yeah, no, it's a great question. At the, I always like to start small. So the smallest level definition of digital leadership is empathy. And that's truer than ever before. And it's going to move that way, hyper accelerated. When we think about this pandemic, someone hit the fast forward button and accelerated us seven years forward. And so it's important for all of us to understand that you've got to embrace and step into digital leadership. And that always is empathy at its core. Uh, but the reason I went down this path starting 10 years ago, or I've been in digital space for 30 years, but wrote the book Digital Leader 10 years ago, is that I realized that the three books that all of us were using, when you think about Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, we think about Jim Collins, Good to Great, we think about Malcolm Gladwell's A Tipping Point, all those books were written before the iPhone was invented, let alone all these social tools they were dealing with, let alone Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. And so that's why we wanted to dig into what's still the same, and a lot of it's still core, which is good, and then what's shifted. And the major shift primarily is empathy and also flexibility. Um, so Eric, I know, you know there are there are really five core attributes when it comes to being a great digital leader. So wondering if you could just run through those five kind of at a high level and let the community know um, what we should be thinking about in, in terms of being digital leaders. Yeah, so it forms the acronym STAMP and we do that just so it's easy for us to all remember. And for everyone here today, the good news is as I go through these five habits, because I didn't know when we did the research, was it three common habits? Was there 20 common habits? Um, and we're able to delineate that there's really five common habits across digital leaders. And all of you participants here today, whether you know it or not, you probably are a digital leader just by trying to get further educated and joining here today and just the roles that you play within your organizations, you are a digital leader. So the good news is, as I go over these five habits, you're already good at these. And But I know a lot of you are type A personalities like me, so as I go over them, you're going to be like, all right, I got to really hunker down and do all five of these. Absolutely not. You're good at these five, but you're truly great at one of these. So it's really about a reset to figure out as we come into the new year, like what, what's my strongest one of these five? And so at a high level, it's stamp. And so it's simple. It's not about adding stuff. It's actually about taking away. It's think about less but better. So it's really that simplification, less but better. The second one is T for true. 
that you as a leader know who you are at your core and you're going kind of towards your true north and you're staying true to that. And so it's really about that true conviction uh, to do that. And again, as I go through these, try to identify which one you're the strongest in. As we go into A for action, nothing happens without action. You know, obviously, it's like one of those duh moments. Of course, nothing happens without action. But what we looked at, I go, well, if everyone should know that. Why don't individuals within organizations take that action? So then the whole, as a whole, the organization isn't taking that action. And the number one reason, there's a lot of reasons, but the number one reason is for whatever reason within that culture, they're afraid to fail. But all digital leaders understand it's about failing fast, failing forward, failing better. Now, let me go deeper on this because you probably heard that from other authors and other speakers is that you'll hear failure makes you better, which is actually incorrect. Evaluated failure makes you better. So it's about failing fast. We can do it, do it quick and do it cheap. Fail fast, fail forward. Failing forward is the hardest thing to do. You have to sit down and have that hard conversation, evaluate that failure. And then that allows you to fail better. So it's fail fast, fail forward, fail better. That's A for action. The other thing too, the reason that's really hard for us is all of us grew up playing a musical instrument or playing sports. And our instructor, or our coach always told us, practice makes perfect, which is perfectly wrong. It's proper practice can lead to progress and improper practice can lead to problems or the wrong kind of permanence. So just like failure doesn't make us better, it's evaluated failure makes us better. So fail fast, fail forward, fail better. If we have time, we can un unpack becoming flossom. But as we jump down to M for map, it's about what I just talked about with Steve Jobs, firm in your destination, flexible in your path. That's all about that map. So it's having that vision and making sure you, you're firm in that destination, but flexible in the path. And understand that those hurdles can be frustrating in the short term, but those hurdles are there to keep everybody else out. They're there to keep the competition out. And then last but not least, it's P for people. You need to surround yourself with the right people, both offline and more and more online. And we might have time to unpack how we do that online, or we might unpack working remote, working virtually, but it's really about surrounding yourself with the right people, both offline and also online. Success doesn't happen alone. There's no leader that you'll ever meet that's had success at a grand scale. They can have it at a smaller scale. Like, if you want to go fast, do it yourself. But if you want to go far, you're going to need to surround yourself with the right people. And so as we come, you know, towards the end of our, our conversation today, I do want to talk a, a bit about the people side. Um, if you can share some ideas on digital networking, how do you go about that and how digital networking has really played out and fostered results for you and, and for your clients? Yeah. So first of all, right now, I want to talk about and I'll get into the to actually grow in your community, but a lot of us were the most important thing is our teammates. And so what's been a benefit of the pandemic is actually historically, most organizations, you kind of check in with your teammate uh, once a year, and it's usually tied to salary view, which is a big, so then it's got this other underlying thing in there that you're not getting really true feedback. They're getting feedback so that they can get their salary increased. And it's crazy. That's your most important asset at any company are the people. And so the, the pandemic's really taught people how to check in more and better. So one, check in more, like how are you doing? But then checking in better, and we've tested this out, it's really just gotta check in, like how are you doing on a scale of one to 10? How are you doing on a scale of one to 10? And then they come back, they can't say 10 because no one's perfect. 
they come back with their answer and they go, how, how do we get you to attend? Then if it's HR compliant and you're comfortable, you've built that relationship with that person. What you really need to do is have context. So you need to ask them, how are you doing in life? One to 10, they give you the answer. So let's say they say a four. They go, how are you doing at Equal Man Studios? Or how are you doing at the Growth Institute? Or how are you doing at ABC Acme Company? And they say, I'm, I'm a seven. So like, oh, four in life, a seven at the company. The major issue is more on the personal side. Now, from there, you can decide how big of a relationship you have with them. If they want help, you can help them. Because if you're not whole at home, you're not going to be whole at work. Uh, conversely, if the answer is I'm an eight in life, but I'm a five at Equal Man Studios, uh-oh, okay, we got to fix this and fix it quickly. So really, it's getting that real-time feedback all the time. Um, and so whether that's checking in on the phone, whether it's checking in on Zoom, whether it's checking in face-to-face, it's checking in more and checking in better. Now, from a networking standpoint, how do you build relationships online? Because most of you know how to do it offline. But online is, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I say post it forwards the best and the easiest. Meaning just carve out three minutes a day. Do it right now. Just put it in your schedule, three minutes, to where you're going to do the unselfie. You're going to do the unselfie. You're going to shine the light on somebody else. And so that could be a teammate. It could say, man, you rock this project and post it on LinkedIn. Or it could be you recommend someone on LinkedIn for hopefully skills they actually do have, but recommend them on LinkedIn. Or it could be on Twitter. It doesn't matter your tool of choice. On Twitter, you could post, here's three people doing great things in the community. Or email. You find an article that you enjoy and you go, I know two other people that will enjoy this article and you send it along. So what you're doing is you're networking before you actually need the network. The worst time to network is when you're from a position of weakness, that you need a job, that you need a favor from a partner, that you need that sale. And so if you do this three minutes a day, you're, you're going to be blown away a year from now, the impact that that has. And the short-term effect is actually neuroscience sh shows it makes you happier. It makes the recipient happier. And then anyone that sees it, if you posted it publicly, it makes anyone that reads it happier. So again, this helps for recruiting. It helps for sales. Uh, but it also helps because you're being a good human being. So all this stuff works uh, in concert more and more, which is a good thing is there's no separation of personal and business. And so you've got to take advantage of that and, and utilize the strength from relationship building. Um, and it's interesting. I'm kind of going down a rat hole here. But when you think about people always ask me some executives, I, I hear some kind of older school, non-digital leader executives go, well, they're going to be in the office they're coming back. We're not working this virtual. And I go, well, you're taking that from a mindset of an old playbook. This is the new playbook. And the new playbook is the talent's going to dictate what that model looks like. And so you got to be flexible to figure out what that looks like. And it's not going to be the same for everyone. If you have a rising star, you just need to be, you don't need to be, it doesn't have to be the same. You just need to be fair. And so the talent's going to decide how they work. And uh, any, any final thoughts or final words before we sign off for the day? I always like to say, just have fun and help people. Good things will happen when you do that. Have fun and help people. You'll see your business soar. Thanks for listening to Conversations at the Edge. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with a friend or a teammate who you think would benefit from what we covered. In addition, you can find us on LinkedIn to get all of the updates, or if you'd like to hear the full conversation, just visit growthinstitute.com forward slash the edge to learn how you can become a member as well. Thanks again and see you next time.